0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: All right. Welcome to the Run Dot Down. Um, I'm your host, Jeff, a.k.a. Frank Barrett 119, on Twitter. I'm here with Tyrese, a.k.a. London's Theory, on Twitter, and Schwinn, a.k.a. Schwinnipoo, on Twitter. Um, the Knicks just lost a pretty embarrassing game, 112-105 to 105 to the Hornets, a game that saw them score 39 second-half points when it appeared that they should have had the game in hand multiple times. Um, I don't really think this game deserves a long intro. It just sucked, so let's just hop right into it. Uh, what did you all think of it, Tyrese? What did you think?
2: Worst game of the season. Trade everybody, tank, blow it up. Leon Rose should be <laughs> fired. Yeah. Um, build around Speak McBride and Trevor Keels. Oh wait, he's not even on the team anymore. But Leon Rose, um, not like. They played a double overtime game 48 hours ago. They were gassed. They played like they were gassed, even though some of them played like assholes. I still kind of feel like that game affected them heavily, and like you saw, like that burst in the second half due to the bench, and then they kind of just like nobody could hit shit. Um, it was a very emotional game. Very mentally taxing physically tax taxing game and it sucks that it's this is the team to lose to but yeah ultimately speaking all good things come to an end and it just sucks it came to an end tonight.
0: Uh Shwen what did you think? Um like this is kind of why I don't everybody's talking about like strength of schedule. People have been talking about that lately. Oh, the Knicks only have a strength of schedule is bullshit. Like when the Knicks had a really tough remaining strength of schedule right after Mitch got hurt, I was kind of of the opinion. They'd be fine. I thought they'd stay afloat. They did stay afloat. Um When like lately I've been looking at it. It's like, 20, I think today they came into tonight with the 23rd remaining strength of schedule left. And I've like looked at the schedule the rest of the way. And like I don't, I don't think it's an easy schedule. That's not to say like it's a murderer's row, but like, it's just the NBA season is long. It's hard. A lot of weird shit happens. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, they were still feeling the Sunday game. And I don't think like, it's not just the Sunday game, you know, like they played a fucking super physically, emotionally draining game on Friday too. Um, and you're, and then, like, you're playing, you know, that Miami game, that Boston game, the intensity of those crowds, the atmosphere, all of that, you're just there's there's way you're way more jacked up for those games you come to the night, you're playing the fucking hornets the garden was dead the entire night the garden was basically dead other than like the second quarter when they made a run the garden the garden the crowd had no juice um i i don't really i mean like yeah it's annoying we lost this game i do think Tibbs fucked up not playing the bench way more um like they triggered our runs in both halves so and, and the weird thing is like we saw him in that game against Philly a few weeks ago where he just let the bench cook. Like when when those guys got rolling in the fourth quarter, he was just like, whatever, like I'll just let them go. Like, you know, Fournier, Deuce, whoever it was in that game. And it was just weird to me to like pull the bench guys when he did in the fourth quarter because you could see fr- from the start of the second half that like RJ had it going offensively. Other than him, I thought the starters were pretty bad today. I thought Randall was terrible, especially in the second half. I thought Quickly had nothing in the second half um they were just bad and mitch like mitch was fine i i thought his you know offensive activity was good defensively i thought he missed a bunch of rotations too i just don't think he was like I-, I don't even think it was like he wasn't focused i just you could just see they're like they're like pointing and like staring at open guys and they're just like yeah not gonna be able to do that one today uh and then you could see like there were three or four rebounds that randall the contested rebounds like randall the last month grabs like all of them. He couldn't get any. He just had no lift. He had no legs. Um, It was a bad loss, but like, it's, you know, ultimately they're nine and one in the last 10 games. I don't really like know what to say beyond that. Like it doesn't make the loss any better, but it's also like the reason why win streaks are nice is you bank wins. And it gives you kind of a buffer when you do fuck up and they fucked up tonight. And I think like, it's not just Tibbs. Like, like I, like I said, I don't think quickly, quickly Randall, Mitch, I thought those three had bad second halves. They were okay in the first half. They were fine in the first half, I guess I would say. Um, I thought RJ played well until the fourth quarter, and then he ran out of gas, too. You could just see he just had absolutely nothing. Um, I thought some of the calls at the end were a little bit weird, but whatever, I don't think the Knicks lost because of officiating. Um, And I thought Tibbs just did a poor job of managing. Like, you've got to understand when you play. Like, the way I thought of it and why I didn't have a problem with him extending the minutes in that Boston game is – I think you extend the minutes in that game looking ahead to this game, and you're like, well, I can use my bench more in this game. And he should have used his bench more in this game because they definitely needed to be used more. And he should have used Grimes more in this game. Grimes played, what did Grimes even end up playing in this game? Like 20 minutes? 28 minutes. What are,
1: like, 29. That's just
0: Grimes played 29 minutes. Yes. Yep. That's crazy. I didn't feel like it. He should have played more in the second half. I'll say I'll tell you that much. He
1: he um, played he played both he played both entire first and third quarters. So,
0: right. so he basically years. played, but he played like what one minute in the fourth quarter tonight. Right. And like right. I think Fairly. he needed to be out there just just buy just buy minutes. Just buy minutes for guys. Um and like it's so weird because you look at his box score, it doesn't look that egregious. But you could just tell watching the game that like that he needed to like I don't know. I like, it was, it was weird because I didn't think like Hartenstein was particularly great. I didn't think OB did anything spectacular, but like just the fact that they had more energy, you could just, it was so clear to see. It was so you could feel it. And I just thought it was a bad job by, by Tibbs to not get them in the game more. But like, again, I, I don't really feel like killing any of these guys. You're nine one in your last 10. Like if I told you, 10 games ago, you would win nine in a row, but then you'd lose to the Hornets. I think everybody would have been like, yep, that's fine. Take that. Um, or, or just like or just like, you
1: won nine of your next 10, but flip the Boston and Charlotte game. Like, it's just so funny how expectations skew how you react to things. Like, if we just lost to Boston and beat Charlotte... Or lost to Miami. Yeah, yeah Right. Exactly. There, there would be no overreactions at all. It would just be like, oh, yeah, okay. Things went as we expected in those games, but it can't be looked at rationally because this is just objectively a bad loss. Um, the, I just want to add on to your point, twin. Cause I think it's a really good one. We were talking about before you get on when, when Tibbs rushes back to his starters, a lot of times it's usually on the heels of like, at least he has something that he's like guarding against, you know, like when the times we see him go back to Randall or go back to Brunson It's because, you know, the other team goes on like a mini 4-0 run and he's like, oh, God, I I need – I don't – this is going bad. What I found weird in the fourth quarter is Deuce and Obi, the minutes they played on the court, it was the second shift when it was the best minutes the team played. Um, And what you said was so spot on where you said he should have been looking for reasons to, you know, get them more minutes because of the last game they played. If there was ever a time for Tibbs to force Obi and Deuce, specifically Obi and Deuce, because of who they were p- replacing, because they were replacing quickly and Randall, if there was ever a time for him to make them play themselves off the court, it was tonight. Like it should, like Deuce and Obi should have played in the fourth in the, in the fourth quarter until Charlotte cut it to two or four, but. They they were the ones who Obi hits that three when he comes in and I forget if it was the end of the third or the start of the fourth. Obi hits that three after the Knicks went down for the first time in the entire game. They were down two and Obi hit that three above the break. And he comes out when the Knicks are up 95 to 87, or excuse me, uh 97, 89. So like Obi was in for a 10-point swing. And Deuce yeah, came out I, a little bit before, before that. Yeah, Deuce, so you have
0: Deuce came out at like ninety five eighty nine, I think.
1: Right, I, I, ninety like 87 um, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Um, and that was just completely surprising uh, me. I, I If I was Tibbs, I would have been thrilled to let Deuce and Obi finish that game if they could have. Like, I would have forced them to say, okay, we can't be out here any longer because the Charlotte starters are making a run. But it was just very odd how... He was just, he needed to get Quickly and Randall back in that game when, like you said, they just clearly didn't have it. Neither of them did. Um, I thought Quickly played a really, really good defensive first quarter. According to his 0 for 5 in, I thought his defense the rest of the way was about as bad as we've seen. Like, I, I, and it's, it's Emmanuel.
0: His defense wasn't great. I also think there was just some weird, like, he clearly, like, on the road, some of the Rozier stuff, because it wasn't just him, it was like, There were multiple possessions where I think people were expecting a switch, but then nobody switched, Mm -hmm. so he got open. There was a lot of weird miscommunication on screens tonight. And actually, I I noticed, like, it happened even in the first quarter with RJ and Grimes on a few plays. But, like, it's, again, like, tiredness leads to, you know, physical mistakes. It's just, it is what it is. Um, But, yeah, he didn't play a good game. And Randall, I thought, Randall was, like, he just didn't have it. Like, I don't even feel like bitching about his play tonight because he just clearly had nothing he had nothing tonight um you could just see like on the glass jumpers anything he just did not have any juice um and you know again like just play obi more play play mcbride more those two probably should have played more i don't know why like i love josh hart i don't think he needed a like this is the thing that drives me nuts and this i know i'm gonna get annoyed at some point with Hart with this and not so much about Hart, but like tibbs is just insistence on playing him is like in that fourth quarter part of the problem was also that they were just packing the paint and if you go back and watch it they're just helping off of Hart easily and Hart won't just like he'll take an open corner three right but he won't he's not going to pull the trigger without kind of some like if he has the chance to drive at all he'll drive he's not like some guy. grime back in like just just do that just try that out and see what happens like it and it's it's not so again this is not even like i don't even know if that would have worked it probably wouldn't have because i don't like they just again like collectively as a team i don't think they had it tonight but like to not just to just when you see stuff like that it's really frustrating um but yeah i mean look I, i think rj was the one guy that had it going but even by the end of the game he looked like he was dead on his feet too so um yeah it was just look they they were gassed They've had a nice run here. They've had a great run here, to be honest. I don't really feel like being that upset about this. I'm not really that upset about it. I'm just annoyed, and I wish it hadn't happened. But like, you know, they. I offensively, I, I bet if you go back, if you go and look at this game from like a shot quality perspective or whatever, we probably destroyed Charlotte. We like because we got open threes constantly. Um, we just couldn't cash them in. We're 11 for 40 from three. They were twelve to thirty-two. I mean, Rogier and Hayward made a bunch of bullshit tonight. O- Ubre made some bullshit tonight. Like, it is what it is. I I don't really know what else to say. But like, you know, th- again, th- if there's one thing to take away from this game is like, this is where I I do think Tibbs has done a much better job this year, just in, ter- in terms of a lot of things. But like, it's so the 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 margin for him is so thin. And when you take away a Brunson and then you add fatigue, you kind of see where still there are limitations there from him in terms of his, like, willingness. Just some of the stuff we talked about with the rotations, some of the strategy. Although tonight, I don't really think it was, like, a scheme thing. I just think it was, like, a guys-didn't-have-anything thing. Um, and he just should have played the guys that did have things, um, had, had more energy. So, like, but, like, that's – but you see that, right? Like Because I think if they have Brunson, they win this game by, like, 15. Like I, I don't think they like this game is close. even with Randall playing like bullshit, even with but probably plays better because he probably plays less if Brunson plays tonight. um and Randall, even if he played like shit, it it would have been fine because Brunson would have just like taken over when he needed to take over. Um so it's like it's 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 just weird with him where it's like, I do think he's improved in actual meaningful ways. but even within that improvement, you see on a night like tonight, when he can't just play quickly 50 minutes because quickly has something going tonight. Um, you see like where those limitations are at times as a coach, where it's like the inability to just trust Obi and trust Deuce in, in really advantageous situations where you're up. Right. Um, I think that's just a big problem, but like, we'll see. look, if he has Brunson, again, I think it's like this kind of all a moot point. We're probably celebrating a 10th straight victory and not really a difficult one. So Take it that what you will. I, I'm I would probably guess that if we needed Brunson tonight, he could have played. I think I, I I kind of wonder if he would have played if we had lost the Celtics game. And then because they won the Celtics game, they decided to give him an extra day, try to buy an extra win even without him. Um because you kind of like snuck an extra win in there. So um look, he's got what well, he's had what now? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. You'll have Basically had six full days off before we tip off on uh, Thursday against the Kings, so he should be good to go. I think the team will feel a lot better. This, you know, what this game looked like? This game looked a lot like that Spurs game they lost. Yeah, they lost. The yeah. So I, I'm not too worried about like, is this going to fuck them up for the rest of the season? I think they'll be fine. I think they just they lost because that's what it is. You you play fifty, you you run guys for fifty plus minutes out there like it's gonna have it's probably gonna fuck you up for the next game so it's fine i'm not that worried about it they'll be okay
1: yeah um Tyrese, any th- final thought or not final thoughts but any more thoughts before i get into the ad read
2: we've also tried to do a lead, but i'm really really upset about that
1: that's kind of it
2: but otherwise whatever
1: yeah all right um well Let's get into you know everybody's favorite part. Um, The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will the Knicks beat the Celtics on the road, and then lose to the Hornets at home? You never know what's going to happen in the NBA. Uh, When I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I did it tonight. I bet on the Knicks smartly. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win total rebounds and more. The more you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. Um, let's just get to the comments, honestly. Like, you know, not sure. I don't – This I, I think Twin nailed it. Like, this game, I'm not going to say it didn't matter. Like, is it worrying that they can – still look this bad sometimes. Sure. But like Brunson wasn't there and they're on the heels of a two really emotional games. Like I just, I think they've bought themselves some leeway. I don't think it's time to panic. So, I mean, and I don't think there's really that much to break down because I'll be interested to look at the shot quality. I bet we won in shot quality. We got tons of good looks. Nothing went in two for 16 for two for a million from three in the second half. Like, yeah. Um, Chris, Chris Bernhardt opened with a couple comments. So apparently getting hit on the forearm isn't a foul anymore. At least I wasn't in the last two minutes. So we don't have to get annoyed at this. At least it wasn't in the last two minutes. So we don't have to get annoyed at the stupid report. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, their reasoning for RJ not being fouled at the end of the Raptors game just completely contradicts this. This was bullshit. Um, I don't. What did I mean? Did you guys yeah, see? Something I don't different? really understand
0: what they even. I don't even understand what there was on the replay to overturn it. At least from what we saw on, on, uh, what I saw on the MSG feed, there was nothing that was like, oh yeah, okay. I I don't even. I I genuinely don't even understand how you overturned that. Um, I I don't know. I, I just thought that was that one was weird. Um, I. I a lot of the calls at the end of this game were very odd um, considering some of the stuff they'd let go previously. But like, I don't, again, I don't think the Knicks lost because of the refs. I just think the Knicks lost because they were fucking exhausted. Yeah. Um,
1: and man, are I, like they just don't, I, I wonder if it's just because like Brunson and Randall get so many calls and it's like a, almost like a zero something thing. But it, it really feels like RJ and quickly just don't shoot free throws anymore. Uh, Honestly, I know not RJ doesn't free throws.
2: Randall is barely shooting free throws now. Like he had six, and I feel like two of those were technicals. So like, and he's he's he got to a, stop he... shooting
0: technicals, by the way. Yeah, I I don't understand that at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't get it either. But yeah, like he hasn't been getting free throws really either. Like his last five games, he's been averaging like four. Which is nuts, like, and even in the Boston game, the Boston game, he got those down the stretch when they were trying to foul on purpose. So like,
1: yeah, yeah you're, the one you're thing you're definitely right, but you're definitely right about the Boston game because I remember when he shot the the first set of free throws to like put put us up from one to three, and at the end of the fourth, those were his first two free throws of the game.
0: Yeah, yeah he only shot four, I think, in the game, and they were yeah. the yeah, the other one was an intentional foul or something. Well, basically, it was like, a whatever it was. Um, I, I don't really, I don't know. I didn't think quickly. I, he, w- one thing I will say as bad as he played tonight, I was actually very impressed. He had a drive in the third quarter where he got Uber and an ISO drove on him, basically created space with his shoulder and then dumped it off to Mitch. And I was like, okay, like, I didn't realize you were that strong. That's good um yeah but like i don't think he did much to draw fouls tonight and i thought what rj had what like eight free throws tonight yeah yeah i mean he got it just seemed it felt
1: like it could have been 12 to 14
0: it could have but like other like he does not do a good enough job to me of selling contact at times like some of the stuff like when he gets into the middle of the lane on a post-up or whatever i'm just like dude you got to do more there to draw a call. If you're trying to get a call, you got to be a lot better with that. And I would like to see him be like his, it's so weird. He's like physical. And then he gets 10 feet out and he's just like super finesse at that point. I'm like, what, what happened here? Why, why can you not like be physical anymore? Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I think Randall, I think he just had a few games where it's weird. One thing I will say is Charlotte definitely, Watched the Celtics game, or at least Street Clifford definitely did, because they were sitting on every, they every time Randall spun or had his back to the basket, they were sending help from behind. In the first half, he made them pay with quick reads to shooters, even when they weren't cashing them in. I didn't care; those were good reads. That's what he has to keep doing. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do that for 48 minutes, and he's not going to be able to. I'm not even expecting that from him. But like, that's a counter. That's something that Randall needs need to adjust to. But that's also something that Tibbs needs to see and figure out how to put him in more advantageous positions uh i would have liked to see him be used as a role man today at some point especially because they were trapping when they were trapping quickly they started trapping the ball handler after one five pin rolls and again like they were probably they probably watched Steve Clifford probably watched the heat game you he probably watched some of the celtics game like these are the adjustments we need to see from tibbs they've been better recently but you still see they they struggle with it at times and like the adjustment to me is not that hard. Like put Randall as the fucking role, man stick Mitch in the dunker spot. If you want to have him on the floor and let Randall get four, or three, like going downhill. Like he, he, that's great. That's a perfect situation. And they actually did that a little bit in the first half uh, with the bench. And, but that's because why is that? That's because Hartenstein can actually make plays out of those situations. When he catches it yep. on the short roll. Um, he actually had one in the fourth quarter today where he took a stupid ass floater, but like, if you if you look at the floor he had hart on the wing and he had somebody in the corner he could have made those passes he just didn't that time but like that's that's another reason why like again uh will tibbs when if teams are doing that there's there's two pivots you can have if you're going to just if you want to keep running pick and rolls you got to put randall as the role man or you have hart plays the center those are your pivots if you're not cuz we i don't even i don't even want to bring up ob because it's like we know the ob thing's not going to happen um So whatever, but like, if he, for him, he has two options. Use Randall as the role man or bring Hart in and, and let him do the one five, let him be the, let it just do what you normally do with your center. Um, But, but Mitch is useless there. Like, that's just, there's no use for him there. And um, that's an effective, that's, that's just something again, like these, the type of things where will Tibbs adjust in the playoffs or will he just look at it and be like, do it better. Like, just, just be better at that thing. And it's like, that's not how this works. Like, I can't just be better at this thing. Um, we'll see. But, like, again, I don't, even, I'm not really interested in killing him that much because they probably could have won this game playing like dog shit on offense if their defense had been there. But their defense wasn't there because the guys were exhausted. And it is what it is. Like, do I think Tibbs fucked up? Yeah. Um, I'm not really that interested in killing him for it because just like Randall's a lot of bad game and Quickly's a lot of bad game and whatever. Like I'm going to let tips have a bad night tonight. That's fine.
1: Do you guys think, uh, bring it back to your, you know, using Randall as the screener. What I see when the times Julius does set a screen, he is much more interested in using those screens to create a switch than he is in actually rolling. Like, in the last few years there are times when we would see him roll to a spot or like you know like he had this really weird chemistry with frank where frank when he set a screen for frank frank threw a slip pass and randall would like walk into a wide open 15 footer or get going downhill but besides that i've never really seen him do it he he really really just seems to use it for a, a switch do you think that's a person do you, do you guys think that's a like a Randall thing? Or do you think that Tibbs is like coaching him to do that? Or maybe a little I, bit of both.
0: I think it's a bit of both. That would be my guess. My guess is he has an option. Like he can roll or he can set up for a post-up off a switch. And he veers in the direction of the switch. Cause that's what you'd rather do. Um, but like, again, as a coach, if you're, I mean, you could see it. Like that's what they were doing. Right. And we saw that against Miami. We've seen that against in multiple teams trap the 1-5 pick and roll, and you know, because Mitch isn't much of an outlet, that hurts. But like, it's, again, it's why, um, it is why you have to, I mean, it, that's one where it's like, if you're, if you're Tibbs, you'd be like, hey, Ju- like t- call a timeout, Julius, we're going to run this play, you're like, we need you to roll, you're rolling to the rim on this play, this is the play for you to roll. And you're going to catch the ball, and it's going to be 4v3. But you have to roll. You cannot set up for the – like, that's just coaching. That, that's what you have to do. And if at that point Randall doesn't listen to you, you know, I don't know. You'll figure it out. Maybe And maybe he's done that, and Randall is just kind of does his own thing, and you kind of have to deal with that. But, like, I, I somehow doubt that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I just think Tibbs should probably tell him to – Tibbs, he didn't to make that adjustment. Or, again, just play Hartenstein and trust him. Um, and, again, I say that, like, I didn't even think Hartenstein played very well tonight but like he would have been a better option there down the stretch um and i got to say hardenstein had a really good run he's kind of had like a few like two three games in a row now that i'm like how you like are you are you back to being annoying now uh not fully there but like you know whatever but uh i did like to i did like when he stopped rj from definitely picking up a technical that was that was good to see from hardenstein
1: that was good well what about you Tyrese? you're kind of the uh the Randall expert. What are, what are your thoughts on just like the the Randall pick and rolls in general and just him him acting as a roller?
2: I would like to see it, but I don't think this team is ever going to do it. Um, I just don't think Tibbs sees Randall as a roller in that aspect. I mean, like, we really don't do anything for the role man anyway. I feel like we should be incorporating that more. I mean, we have the greatest main finisher in the league right now, and we just don't run anything that involves the role man finishing the play. Uh, it's just, like, against the—it's the intensities the of what we do offensively, which is essentially, like, a lot of jumpers, a lot of um, attempts to, like, get paint touches, but not necessarily finish at the paint, and not a lot of, like, feeding the big—I think that's, like, the real—this might have been the best feed the big game, aside from maybe, like, the Mavericks game in Dallas, and also that was when we quickly ran point, so, like— I kind of feel like feeding the big is kind of quickly safety blanket versus if some of like Brunson, who's going to like do more stuff out of ISO and do more stuff in the mid-range. And I can't get mad at him for doing that, but um, yeah, like I would like to see it. I just don't have any faith in it actually being like a part of the offense, unless we run like five outsets and we rarely do that anyway. So.
1: Fair enough. Um, Ace Bouchard commented when we were talking about our rotations, he said, Tibbs' rotations are pretty much the same thing every game. When he decides who his guys are, he's going to stick it to it until the very end. Um, I just want to say I, I actually disagree a little bit. Um, I think he's done a better job of staggering lately, especially the non-Brunson and Randall guys. Like tonight we saw, I mean, if you view, you know, Tibbs always has his guys like you allude to here. Well, his guys tonight were quickly RJ and Randall. And in both the first and the third quarter, he pulled RJ and then he pulled quickly. And then Randall came out at the end of the quarters. And I don't think we've ever really seen that one by one by one staggering from him. Um, I'll turn it over to Schwinn because he brought it up earlier. And I am curious where Schwinn thinks this is going to go to Ace Bouchard's point. He is going with Josh Hart down the stretch of pretty much every game. Now, Josh Hart is just blitzing everybody in net rating, and he's been good pretty much every game. So he has deserved it. But is this do do you do you guys think this is just gonna be, you know, an Alec Burks thing where Hart's just closing every game regardless because Tibbs likes how he profiles, or has it just been uh coincidental no, in sense I, of- I I
0: I think when Brunson is back, Hart won't necessarily close every game. I think he like I think quickly and Hart are equal to him where they are i don't think Hart is automatically going to close games over quickly and then there's also the rj of it like we know that he's not automatically going to close games with rj so um i don't feel like that but i do think grimes is the one that's ultimately going to probably lose minutes this year from that um it seems like grimes is not trusted to close games at this point um which like i don't i don't entirely agree with but i don't totally hate because grimes lately has been like Maybe he needs a kick in the ass to like really pull the trigger on some shots. I, I was happy to just see him shoot a few times today, um, but like, yeah, I think I think Grimes is probably the one that's going to be hurt the most by that. But like, I'm you know I don't think Hartson necessarily close every game. I do think he loves Hart and he likes what he brings to the table. Um, so like he might close more than not. But I still think it's like he'll be picking among two of those three. To, to close games being quickly, heart and RJ. So we'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah. Um, Tyrese? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it kind of feels like a rotation of quickly, heart, and RJ. And most nights are probably quickly and Hart. Um, yeah, it's just, like, I don't hate closing with Josh Hart. I just think the idea, I just think it comes down to, like, you can't have Hart and RJ close unless RJ or Hart is, like, having a really good night from three and they're drawing gravity. Because, like, yep. you yep. see it when, like, Hart and RJ are on the court together. Charlotte just there's no all. space.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's no space. Like, it, it's just, you can get away with that in the in the second quarter and, like, the end of the third and the early fourth. But, like, when you're down in crunch time, like, you need that space. Or you're just, what you need to be willing to do is tell guys, spray it out to Hart, and you have to trust Hart to shoot the fucking ball. Um, RJ will shoot it, I don't know if I trust him to make it but he'll shoot the fucking thing, Hart might not even shoot it, so like, you yeah. need to there there needs to be uh, like, again I, I don't I don't think they win the game tonight if Grimes closes over Hart, or closes over RJ, but I do think Grimes needed to be in that game, because you could just see how much they were stagging off of those guys, and like Randall didn't have it tonight, so to compound that by like you know, kind of cramming the space. Yeah, you're making the job harder for him. I didn't think like quickly had much space to drive into. I don't think RJ had much space to drive into in the fourth quarter. That was part of the problem too. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's um, that's what it is. To, I don't know. I, I really this game is so stupid and boring to talk about.
1: To 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 go along with you guys' points uh, about the Hart RJ pairing, something to monitor the combat the the five man unit of Brunson quickly rj randall and mitch have not seen the floor together since the hard trade yeah like i expect that to be the
0: case yeah i mean he definitely uh, likes
1: yeah i mean anyway. i'm just saying like that that's kind of a big deal in my opinion because we've seen I mean he's he's he closed with Hart and rj with the starters um and i i I don't think we should forget how good the the starters plus quickly are, you know, like I, I but he's so close with I
0: quickly at heart too.
1: No, I agree. That's, that's his favorite lineup. I mean, I think he likes, I mean, I think he likes quickly more than RJ. Uh, that's not yeah, the point. I just, yeah. I just think that it will be interesting to monitor, you know, those three, because we know Brunson, we know Brunson, Randall and a true center are not going anywhere. So those three are kind of vying for two spots. Um,
2: yeah, but... I I just think it's a matter of like, it's just harder to fit RJ and Hart on the court. And if like quickly is scoring, then why do I really want RJ unless RJ is like having a heater and RJ really hasn't been having a lot of heaters. So, like, yeah, it just kind of feels like Hart is, I think, two tips. Hart is probably their best wing defender and quickly gives you enough offense and it's better than RJ's. So, like, what is the point of RJ unless he's like having a game against like that he didn't like say Miami or just like one of those games where he's like shooting it from three efficient from two like yeah it's kind of it like unless RJ is having like a really good offensive game I just don't see him closing a lot of games and I can't really get mad at that because I think Hart just does more
1: and I think quickly is a better player I think it's pretty clear that when healthy the Knicks best lineup is Brunson, Quickly, Hart, Randall and Mitch. Um yep. In a vacuum obviously there will be there in my opinion there will be times when Brunson, Quickly, RJ Hart and Randall should be their best lineup but that's, you know, with our coach that's not going this, this
0: this is where adjust adjustments have to come in because I think in the regular season that's 100% their best lineup. I also think you might get into the playoffs and teams are just going to be like, we are just going to leave Josh Hart wide open. We don't care. We don't care that he's out there. We don't, we want him to shoot. And until he shoots us out of this, we're not going to, we're just going to leave him wide open. Will Tibbs adjust to that? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. Will Hart adjust to that? I mean, it's also on Hart. Will Hart shoot the fucking ball? He should. I mean, he's shooting fine. He's not shooting badly from three. He's shooting fucking great from three on the Knicks. He just needs to shoot more. And like, if that comes with the percent, I mean, the percentage is going to come down no matter what, but if that comes at the, at the expense of his percentages, that's fine. I don't care. He has to shoot the fucking ball there. He has to make defenses honor him out there. And he's not doing that right now. Um, So he's got to do that. Yeah. And um, we'll see. I mean, right, right now it's hard to say, like, it it sounds insane. Criticizing him too much. Given, I think even tonight he ended up being a plus one or something. Um, But like, yeah. Yeah. But like, he's just, it's, it, it's one of those things you can kind of see coming down the line where it's like, I love the heart pickup. I think it was a great pickup. I got no problem with that at all. You just need him to shoot the ball more. And if he doesn't shoot the ball more, that's going to be an issue at some point. I mean, I think it's, I, I, I thought it was an issue at the end of the Miami game. I thought it was the end of, an issue at the end of this game. We were just able, able to overcome it against Miami because Randall hit the craziest shot ever. Um, but like, I think the spacing, like, I think you're seeing that there are spacing issues. So, that's on tips to recognize that and either make some adjustments. I mean, shit, you know, we talk about adjustments. Use fucking hard as the role man. Yep. Use hard as a role man. You could use him as a role man. And, yep. and the this is the thing that always fucking kills me with tips. This always kills me with tips. He knows this stuff. He'll say it in a press conference. He already said it, right? Like, oh yeah, Josh, like he can play the four. I like that. I'm like, do you like it? Yeah. Do, it. do you do you <laughs> yeah? Do you like it then? Um and I think he's mentioned before that he like you can use Josh as a roll man and a screener. And I'm like, I'm very happy that you know this, but maybe you should try it too. You know, you should give it a give it a shot, see what happens. Um, but yeah, look, I again, I really this is not me. I, I, these are concerns for me that will not be addressed until we get to the playoffs. Assuming we get to the playoffs. I'm assuming we're gonna get to the playoffs barring a collapse. But like I I still that, that's my that's always been my reservation with tips is like, I don't know if I can entirely trust you in those specific situations when you need to make quick adjustments and adapt to what's going on. But like for right now, I'm just I know this again, this game is just stupid and dumb and the Knicks will probably be fine.
1: I feel like if we're going to talk adjustments to the and relate them to tonight to tonight's game. The one thing that jumped out to me was Clifford came out in the second half and said, we know you don't trust your five on the short roll, and so we're not going to respect them. Every handoff, every pick and roll, they blitzed. And this is the third straight team to – well, no, Celtics didn't do it. But Miami did it a hell of a lot. They blitzed Brunson almost unequivocally. Um, You know – Teams are going to go small against the Knicks, and Schwinn, you've talked about it, you know, uh, good luck against Mitch going small, but teams are going to blitz when Mitch is the only guy setting screens. They they know that Tibbs doesn't want Mitch catching the ball 15 feet from the hoop and making decisions. Um, Which is dumb! Which is dumb! Like,
2: oh man, like, I feel like Mitch has flashed enough to like make the right reads off his offensive rebounds, make the right reads out of DA Joe's. He can like pass to the open corner shooter now, which is like enough for him to like get that get that value. I just it just kind of feels like he needs to empower his centers more. Especially Hartenstein. Like the whole reason you signed Hartenstein was his ability to do stuff out of like the high post and at the top of the key. And we don't run that for him. And we just made him top ta- we made him white ties Gibson. Like, so it kind of feels like you need to leverage the fact that your centers are seven feet tall and have at least gotten to the level where they can process enough of the court to make, like, the simple reads. I'm not expecting them to be Jokic, well, Hardenstein maybe, but, like, I'm not expecting them to, like, have to do, like, you know, one hand and then behind the back two heads. Like, you saw Mitch be able to take a guy, like, Derek White off the dribble who legitimately may buy for, like, first team all defense. Like, we can we can do stuff perimeter extended with our centers, and we just don't do it. And I feel like that would be a pretty decent counter, especially given the fact that, like if you're going against a team like a a Cleveland in the playoffs or even sixers because, like you know the sixers still are looming because we might still drop the sixth. Like I feel like having your centers be able to do things is going to be very important to like combat a lot of what teams might throw at us. And we don't do that. And that's frustrating.
0: He can get away with that when he has Brunson on the floor, but when he doesn't have Brunson on the floor, it's a big problem. And even with Brunson, like I think it, it's like you're getting away with it sometimes because he's on fire, but it's not like it's not, it's not yielding advantages the way we operate trying to beat the traps a lot of times. But like, um, you know, like, again, this is just where, the Hartenstein thing is so bizarre to me because it's like, I'm just looking at this now. He pulled him right after he missed that floater. He got an offensive foul right after that. He got pulled right after that. Literally at that at that stoppage after he committed an offensive foul or a loose ball foul, sorry. Um, and like, I watched that play and I'm like, my frustration isn't, it's just that he shot the ball. It's because I'm like, they're like, heart's wide open there. You got another, you got, I think Grimes or somebody was in the corner, maybe Deuce, probably Deuce. Or maybe it was OB. I don't know. Somebody was in the corner. Somebody's on the wing. Like, you had options available to you there. He just has to make the right read. That's it. But, like, that's... I, so, like, if he can't trust Hartenstein in a situation like that, that is a problem of, of Tibbs' own making. And and we already know he doesn't trust Mitch to do that. So, like, maybe you're right, Tyrese. Maybe Mitch can do it. I don't know. I have, I, I have no idea because we have never put him in that situation to try it. So... It's just guesswork. But, like, I know Hartenstein can. And I know what the Hornets were doing tonight down the stretch of the fourth quarter. And I know that Hartenstein would have been better for that reason down the stretch than Mitch. Especially because Mitch wasn't doing much defensively today anyway. Um, And his defensive rebound tonight wasn't that great either just because, like, the rest of the team's defensive rebound wasn't great tonight. Um But, yeah, like, it, it I don't even know. Like it, It's not even – these are just – We've had this conversation like 5,000 times. So it's like, I know what Tibbs does. I don't entirely agree with it. I definitely don't agree with it on like tonight, but that's what he's going to do. So it is what it is. Yep. It is what it is.
1: Um, Walt Clyde Frazier said, can't buy into Knicks were gassed after a day's rest. C's played an overtime game. Seas played an overtime game after uh, day after and almost beat the Cavs without Tatum. wasn't a physical thing. It was a phone-in performance. They'll get it up for the
0: Kings. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. No. Sorry. I, I did not watch this game and think that the Knicks were like – they didn't start the, – the, at the start of the game, they were not mailing it in. Like this was not like, a, oh, the Knicks are mailing it in right now. Like, no, they, they were they were fine to start the game. I thought their defense was good to start the game. And then the second quarter they go off. Well, it was a 40, it was a 45 to 29 second quarter. Um, like they, they did not mail this in. And um, you know, I just weird shit happens. Like, I, I don't know. All I know is if you go back and watch the Spurs game after they played, you know, after Tibbs ran a crazy rotation against Dallas the game before, they had a, they had a day off between those games. I remember watching that game and thinking like they just look fucking shot right now. They look like it was just like quickly was the only one quickly and random the only two that night that I had like had it going. And tonight it was like RJ's the only guy that had it going for three quarters of the game anyway. Um, But like I, I, the Celtics also, but they, they played a very, I mean, a bunch of guys sat that didn't play.
2: Yeah. Or, right.
0: Yeah. A bunch of guys sat that played the Knicks game. So like, although they had Brogdon. Yeah. Brogdon Brockton. came back for this game. And Derek White played a lot, but Derek White didn't play much in that next game. He played a bunch in this game. Um Peyton Pritchard, who did he got a DNPCD that game? He played a bunch. Grant Williams played a lot less, probably should have played less than he did. Uh, oh! Mike, M- Mike Mascala played a lot of, he, Mike Moscala played 35 minutes in this game. I don't even know how many he played against us. Blake Griffin played 18. He played zero against us. Like, I don't think it's com- comparable. And I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I so saw, I have no idea. Like, what did Jalen Brown shoot for the field in that game? Well, he was like 12 uh, to 26 for 32 points. So he yeah, basically he did what RJ did three. tonight. And, he and he's one from seven three. from three. Like, yeah. Like, I, I think I, again, I didn't watch it. They blew, what they blew a, a fucking big lead down the stretch of that game too, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, I think they had like a 14 point lead at halftime and they blew it.
1: So it was like it was like a, it, so was, was, like, it was double game. it was double digits
0: in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah. So like yeah. you've got to see. Yeah.
0: So they probably ran out, they probably ran out of gas. And the only reason that like it's not and honestly, they probably had more gas than we did. Because like you said, Brogdon came back for that game. Fucking, you know, they played a bunch of guys that didn't play much against us. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really I would feel differently if like they did what we probably should have done tonight, which is like extend minutes for other dudes. Obi, Deuce, those two specifically, probably they should have played more tonight. And I don't even think they needed to play that much more. If you give them like three or four minutes. minutes more in each half, that's probably enough. You probably could get across the finish line here tonight. I think, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I think, but we didn't do that. It is what it is. I, I did not feel like, even when they sucked ass in the third quarter, and I know I tweeted out they should try, but like, yeah, they should try. But I also think their effort was being kind of not dictated, but like their effort was uh affected by their maybe I don't know say like conditioning, but their their energy levels. And again, it's not just the Boston game. It's not just the Boston game. It's Miami game it's, was too. Yeah, the Miami game was fucking crazy. And it's and it's not just the exhaustion of like the minutes played in those games. Those are like those were crazy emotional swing games. Like Look at how we all reacted after the fucking Celtics game and the Heat game, you know? Like, and that's just us sitting on our fucking asses at home watching the games. The you entire know, our fan base is going fucking bananas. Like, and the, like, they, I'm, they feel that shit too. They were jacked up after both those games. So, like... We're literally,
2: look at Randall, like, run into the crowd, knock tips over and stuff like that, and then to win that game Sunday. Like, that was basically, like, arguably your two biggest rivals. Like, historically speaking, your two biggest rivals and you beat them on, like, a last-second dagger, and then you beat them in double overtime without your starting point guard, like, those yeah. are games where you kind of just have to, like... I mean, those could be, like, highlights of the season. And now you go into a game against the fucking Hornets, and you're like, all right, we're drained emotionally, physically, and now we have to try to get it up against this team. And, like, they're gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you know, we need to do it better. Like, but sometimes, like, it's hard... To get it up it's after an 80, it's
0: an eighty, it's an eighty-two game season. Like you're just not gonna, you're not gonna be there every single night. I'm like, I'm sorry, like unless Michael Jordan is on the, your team, like you're just not gonna fucking get dialed up every single night. And I promise Michael you, Michael Jordan wasn't there. Yeah, there are games Michael Jordan did not dial it up until like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I was like, okay, it's time to beat the Vancouver Grizzlies. um But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time getting that upset about this game or criticizing them. Like again and even randall randall said it like after the my Mi- after the miami game he had a quote right where he was like he said something like somebody asked him a question he's like bro i don't even know the hell you just asked me i'm so tired uh and then after the sh- after the southest game they asked him something about like load management after the game right and he was like he's like man like i want to like i wish i had like a, d- a day off or something he said something basically like, yeah, basically, effectively like talking man, about how tired I'm, he I'm, was. I'm, and,
2: i might need to start it like and he wouldn't like yeah. the people oh people yeah. were like legitimately upset that they didn't rest Rando for this game. Like, he's never going to do it. Like, I hope you guys realize he's, ne- like...
0: His rest is what is what he did tonight, where he was just like, I am not going to make rotations. That's yeah, what I'm going like, to do. That's how I rest.
2: You can't tell a dude who, like, prides himself in playing all 82 to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make you take a rest date. Like, he's never going to do it. None of Nobody yeah. in this team is, like, looking to take a rest date. I'm sorry. Like, the team... Very much prize themselves on we're going to play as available as possible. We're going to play hard all 48 minutes and stuff like that. Like you cannot, the culture of this team will not allow you to take a rest day. Like you could say Brunson maybe took a rest day today, but at the same time, but like, he had a legitimate injury.
0: It's and not. Really, it wasn't a rest day. It was like a. He's probably like 85 percent, yeah, like, and they were like play today, but then maybe you reaggravate it. So why don't we just sit your ass? Get an extra couple of days and then you'll be at like 95% for the kicks. Like that's fine. And and the clutch
2: the clutch offs against Fox. But like yeah, I just I the rest thing was never gonna happen. Um and they kind of just think they, they, they came out flaccid. They were flaccid. It happens.
1: Yeah, they were and also flat. I mean um like They were tied 21-21 at the end of the first quarter. But like Schwinn just said you know, a couple minutes ago, they absolutely dominated from a shot quality perspective. They missed a ton of wide-open threes. They were generating great shots. And then they blitzed Charlotte in the second quarter, and they're up 66-50 at halftime. I don't think anybody was thinking at halftime, like this is a team mailing it in. They were getting good shots every single time down the floor. And Charlotte makes a couple adjustments, and – the Knicks just weren't ready for it, and they didn't have anything. They didn't have the ability to respond. So, and I and just
0: to, to that to that specifically, like we talked about, Tibbs has to make adjustments. Like we just talked about, the, the mental fatigue these guys probably are, you know, emotional fatigue, whatever. Like that affects how players execute too. Like that, Tibbs maybe was telling them to do this shit, and they were just not able to do it. Like you saw the, the defense in the third quarter. I doubt Tibbs was like. Yeah, man, just um Julius, just give up blow bys to like PJ Washington, and then don't rotate to anybody. Like, uh, that's obviously not what he was telling them to do. Like, oh, hey, quick, when when there's a dribble handoff, just don't bother actually trying to defend Kelly Oubre. Like, obviously, those are not the things he told them. I, but this is like when you're phys- when you're mentally tired, when you're physically, like it, it affects your physical performance. Um And your decision making and all that. And I just think it it was obvious tonight. And it's like, you know, again, this is why winning streaks are good because when you fuck up, you have a buffer built up. And I think the Knicks are now tied in the loss column with the Nets. I'm pretty sure they have the tiebreaker over them because they have a much better division record.
2: Yes. And they also have two games up in the win column. They have two games up in the win column.
0: Yeah. They're two. Yeah. Yeah. They're two. They're two games up in the win column. So, like, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, I, I think, again, if you told me ten games ago they'd go nine and one, and the one loss would be to the Hornets, but they'd win all the other ones, I'd be like, sounds great. Where do I sign up? Like, they're probably gonna finish around forty six, forty seven wins, I would guess. Uh, I maybe even more know. than that. Yeah, yeah maybe. But like, yeah, they're gonna be fine. We'll be happy. It's it's fine. No, the season
1: yeah, is over. I, I just, I just, I think it's easier to look after the fact and be more rational about it. I think in the, in the moment where you're living and reacting to each game, you know the like the same reason the Celtics game had us on cloud nine because nobody expected to win that game without Brunson is the same reason that this game feels so much worse than it actually is. Like your point is exactly right. If somebody said, "Oh, you're going to go one and one at Boston versus the Hornets," looked at in a vacuum, we'd all just be like, "Okay, that's fine," like whatever. But after beating Boston, everybody's expectations change and it's like, "Oh shit, we're going to have we're going to win 10 in a row and then get Brunson back and uh, at the start of this tough road trip and you're just completely caught off guard by this loss, especially up 16 at halftime, up 8 midway through the fourth quarter, it's just I mean, you're a hundred percent right, Schwinn, Like, from a rational perspective, oh, great, we went nine and one in the last ten games. Every single one of us would have signed up for it. But it's like the Monty Hall problem, you know? Like, everyone would have taken nine and one across ten games, but would everyone have taken nine and one across ten games after starting nine and zero and knowing the tenth game was a home game against the Hornets? Like, you do have to adjust somewhat. You know, it's it's a different equation.
0: You do, but I mean, every team has bizarre losses every year, like. Every single team, fucking Boston, didn't they get? Didn't they have that game against like OKC where they lost like they got like one fifty to one twenty or something like that earlier this year? That was without Shea. Um, Like the Lakers have been on a run of games recently. Like they beat the Warriors with Steph back. The Warriors again lost tonight, by the way, with Steph back and with no Shea and with no Jalen Williams. Like this is a tough league, man. The league has probably never been more difficult to string together uh like it's harder to string together win streaks probably than it's ever been unless you're the fucking milwaukee bucks apparently but like or like the and even the bucks even the bucks they fucking blew that yeah i mean even even the bucks against against uh the sixers on four uh, on on saturday night like i know it's the sixers are a very good team but like they were up big in the in the fourth quarter and they couldn't close it out like it is hard to win fucking games in this league no matter who you're playing I mean, like, think of it this way. I The, the Hornets suck, but, like, Rozier, Hayward, Oubre, they're not – they're, like, the worst big three you could probably have in the NBA, but they're all actually capable of scoring points. Like, they, they are capable of going off on any given night. And tonight was just their night, and they capitalized, I think, on a very low-energy Knicks team. And, like, like, I don't know. Like, I think about, like, the shittiest Knicks teams I watched, right? The ones that won 17 games. Fucking Hayward would have been by far. Hayward and Rozier would have been like by far the best offensive players in those teams, by far. Yes. So like, like that's what I like. It's it, this isn't even me like rationalizing. It's a bad loss, but it's also one where I'm like, okay, like I'm. It's easier for me to stomach a bad loss when you've also just had like a bunch of fucking epic wins and great wins, high quality wins. You know, like look at the week they had last week: two against Boston, one against the Nets and uh, one against Miami. Like that's a great week. You don't want to piss that away by losing. Like you don't want to go to the West coast, lose to Sacramento drop with the LA games. You have an 0 and 4 week. You don't want that either. But like, again, win streaks help because now you have a little bit of a buffer. You have some margin for error. Let's see what they do. Um, I think they can. I, I mean, if they go to the, if they go to the West coast and just like split the West coast trip or whatever the fuck I'm fine. With right. that.
2: Yeah. 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 Like if, we, if we beat LA, we beat LA. I think um we also play I don't even know if I'm playing the trip. We play okay, I have it here. Portland. So if they, they beat the Lakers, then they beat Portland and we lose like the first two games, like ultimately you're fine.
1: You're
2: like, all right, whatever. Cool. Just keep it going. You, you,
1: you say you say that, Tyrese, but like man. I mean, I just I feel like I we all know this fan base. Like if they lose Sacramento and then lose the Clippers. I'm not saying we're going to be in like panic mode, but three games in a row if we're losing three games in a row, discussions are going to start being had, you know, like it's, it's going to get a little irrational
2: because we're irrational fucks. but like, right. It's, it's not it's every that. fan base though, to be honest. Exactly. Except
1: for like, OKC in
2: the be curious.
0: I mean, to me, the biggest thing is like Miami has two games this week against Cleveland. I we're not, I, I don't think like people were like, you know, people have been talking about like, we can catch Cleveland. I don't think we could catch Cleveland. I'm not really that worried about catching Cleveland, um, because that's not how I will like, again, if this team finishes in the top six in the East this year and then plays a competitive first round series, whether they win or lose it, that is a good year. That's a good year to me. Um, and I'm not going to move off that just cause they went on an awesome nine game winning streak. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, to me I'd much rather Miami just loses both those games because you know, it's like, I would rather not, have to deal with, like, oh, they're two games back. Oh, they're a game back. Like, no, just fucking lose those games. Go away. Fuck off. Um, that would be great.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's obviously another painful part of this loss is we had four games on them in the loss column. Um, and with two games remaining against them, that they're going to, you know, treat like very, very they important games. those Right. That's keeping that cushion alive is very important. Um, Jordan Bub said how far this team goes in the playoff or trying to get the four staying in the five is going to be tied. How much will Tibbs be willing to adjust and not go back to his same patterns of thinking? Um, Schwinn, let's hear what you got. What, what do you think?
0: Um, Yeah, I, I tend to agree, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I agree. That's, that's what I think. I think, this team is capable of doing some really good things. I'm sure this sounds insane to people that are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, I still feel like when I watch us offensively that we're probably capable of being... What we do is effective. There's no denying that. There's absolutely no denying that what the Knicks do offensively is effective. I still think, I, I still worry about how effective that can be in the playoffs when teams are geared up for you. And I still worry about, and not not just worry. Like, I still believe that this team is capable of running more creative offense in terms of ball and player movement than we do. Um, But that adjustment's not going to happen in 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 this season anyway. And um, we're not going to know how Tibbs adjusts lineups and stuff like that until we get the playoffs. So we might get a glimpse this 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 weekend. I'll say that because I would imagine both the Clipper. I mean, these next three games. Will probably be close to playoff intensity type of games, uh, at Sacramento, at Clippers, at Lakers. Those should all be pretty intense games. Every single one of those teams is playing for something. The West is insane. Sacramento is playing to maybe get to the second seed. With the uh, Grizzlies kind of falling off here because of Um, um but <laughs> but uh, yeah. When I saw that trending, I like
1: never want to laugh at somebody's personal life, but just that somebody came up with that. I mean, I know it's that's an easy. Yeah, bond, that's good. But it was good.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like if the Knicks, um, like they, they should be dialed up for these games. And uh, I do What's like, it's weird. yeah. And I, I do think like they, they if there was a, that interview today with Rebecca, right. Where she was talking about how quickly was talking about how like the, he loved playing at TD Garden and, like, the atmosphere and all that shit was great. And then he even talked about it, like, oh, he had to ice it. He, like, clearly took – it clearly affected him more than normal games do because he just – like, they said, like, oh, he iced himself down. He had an ice bat. Like, he did extra shit that he doesn't normally do to recover. So clearly, like, the idea that, like, it was just, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Like, not the same thing. But um I do just think that that additional kind of, like, boost of playing for their real stakes in these games – Probably push moves the needle effectively for them in some ways.
2: Yep, I, I think they'll be up for those games. Uh, so I also think that Brunson being there to like take off that bulk and kind of get minutes back in order will help a
1: ton. Um, yeah, and just and just like having a really good player. Like I'm sick of. I'm, I I I gotta say, like uh, we we have been on this like since the start of the season. The whole like thank God we have a point guard thing, like, has always been annoying. But, like, Brunson really inspires these, like, intangible, just these conversations that are trying to, like, do gymnastics as to why he's so important and, like, more important than the numbers reflect. When it's, like, Occam's razor is usually just the answer. Like, he's really important because he's a really fucking good basketball player. And I don't get why people are so afraid to say that. Like, it's like they think he adds this, like – I don't know. Like there were people I had so many of my mentions today saying like Julius Randall needs Jalen Brunson. It's like, OK, like if you can prove to me that Julius Randall like specifically just doesn't give a shit unless he has Jalen Brunson on the court with him. OK, like I'll start to buy it. But from a pure objective profile standpoint, Randall's getting all the same shots that he gets when Brunson on, is on the court that he does with quickly like the offense has run fine. They were, the shot quality was fine. If, is Brunson putting like some special sauce on the ball that makes the ball go in more? No, like understand variance, understand shot quality. Like it's just, it's really frustrating. The conversations he inspires, like I just wish people could just accept that he's just a really good basketball player. And that's it. I,
0: I would actually, I would suggest that the Knicks actually probably have a much more like they have a higher variance offense when Brunson is out. Uh, I think they depend on the three ball more, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just like a different thing. Like, that's why I don't think they lose this game tonight if they had Brunson. Because I think Brunson in those stretches in the first and second half where, like, they just didn't, they couldn't cash in those threes. After a couple of them, he's probably just like, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to go get us a bucket right now
1: in yeah. the mid-range. And,
0: like, that's and like I, I related. Yeah, and, and that's I was going to say. I'm sorry. I, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want
1: to say real quick, Schwinn. That's like directly related to his skill and his value. Like he is one of the highest floor players in the league. So his value is being a stabilizer. That's part of his basketball skill.
0: Yeah. Uh, you and, go. you're fine. No, you're fine. And, and I, and all I was going to say is like, that's the part that's like the next evolution for a guy like quickly where it's like, okay, today they had Mark Williams and Nick Richard Richards just like sitting at the fucking rim. Okay. So you don't have a lot of space there and his three ball just, you didn't have the legs today whatever it was it wasn't like it was rolling today so like he's got to be able to figure out in those moments where it's like okay we've had three empty possessions julius doesn't have anything how do i how i need to get us a bucket here i need to get us a good shot and i think that's like like so when you'll have those games like he had against boston where you're like holy shit this guy's fucking awesome and then part of him figuring that out is having games like the night where he's like I, I need to figure out where to like how to get to my floater? when should I get to my floater? How to create this angle? Which, which which mismatch should I hunt? And all those type of things. like that's just part of his growth as a player. And, um, you know, like, I'm fine with that. I'm not too upset about him having a bad game tonight. It's probably his first bad game in like three months or something. Um, so whatever. like I, I just there's there's something to be said about, um, yeah, like the Brunson. Brunson is going he's 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 like a metronome he's consistent he you can he, i think like how, how many games has he had this year where he shot under 40 from the field probably not that many i would I would venture to guess probably in the single digits uh one of them might even be the first game of the year against memphis but like but like the point is even even fucking even brunson's had bad games like this right so it's fine like they, they quickly had a bad game randall had a bad game you know did to your point did randall have a bad game because jalen brunson was on so the floor I don't know, man. He missed a lot of wide open shots tonight. Like even you know, he missed like four or five open threes tonight. I don't know if that has anything to do with Jalen Brunson or yeah. RJ Barrett or whoever the fuck played or didn't play. Like that was just that's just how it went tonight. Um it's fine, it happens.
2: Yeah. Also, like to the point that um Randall without Brunson is some kind of like hyena who just can't
0: play the game,
2: like his true shooting of the season is 59%. Without without Brunson on the court, it's 59%. Like, he, his, he's still able to put the bat, ball in the basket with quickly starting, and that kind of just speaks to how good quickly is and how much just having... Not having to be the primary playmaker elevates him more than, like, say, Brunson. I feel like Brunson gives him more... Like, I think you trust Brunson more, obviously, than quickly just because, like, it's fucking Jalen Brunson, but, like... Yeah, I don't think it's a matter of like, oh, you know, Brunson is doing all the heavy lifting and making Randall into like this scoring dynamo. Like I think Randall just had a really good year scoring and it also helps that Jalen Brunson's there to alleviate him and vice versa whenever those guys need it. And quickly can do the same thing. He just can't do it as effectively Jalen Brunson because Brunson's obviously the better player.
0: Brunson's actually had fifteen games this year where he's the I was he's yeah, he, he's shot under forty percent from the field. But um, the funny thing is, I, like it's just, it's just funny actually, like looking back at this now, because like you I mean, like he's been awesome all year, right? But you forget the like amidst the awesomeness, there's also shitty games. Like uh, I'm just looking at this now, but like he had a game, we beat Atlanta by twenty four points two on December. Yeah, two of fourteen from from the field 0-2 from 3 8 points 6 assists Uh, he had a game against Golden State 2 of 13 from the field Uh, you know 13 points 4 assists like he's had shitty games man you know like it happens to the best of us it happens to the best of our guys so um, like Toronto's just fucking he's had two bad shooting games against them you know he had a terrible shooting game against Chicago fucking shit man like Last week, he'd had a bad shooting game against Boston. He didn't even have that good of a game. He had, if he was 4 or 12, yeah, he scored 17 points, but 4 or 12 for the field. He had three assists. Three assists in that game. That's it. Like, that's not a particularly great game. Like, even Brunson's had bad games. Like, I don't think, yeah, to your, your And like, Randall, I think, played well in that game. So, like, what did he it, just, it's just Brunson's aura was like, oh my God, Brunson's on the floor. Now Julius can play well again. Like, yeah, I don't buy that either. Um, it's not even to like take away from Brunson. It's just, it's, it's more like stop. Assume. Like I don't, I, I do. I think Brunson has helped Randall. Yeah, absolutely. He's helped Randall, but I don't think it's like, I think it's a little bit more like Randall has to do less. So he's able to be more consistently good. And like tonight's you know, tonight's a good example of like when forget just quickly, quickly struggle, but like the fact that quickly struggle and you don't have another guy that you can depend on to run offense, because, deuce played okay tonight but you can't actually depend on him to run offense right so you kind of saw again like the dynamic that existed at times last year where it's like yeah randall's playing like shit but kind of have to like roll with it like, to an extent um would i have liked to see rj get the ball more down the stretch yeah i probably would have and i think there are different ways you can use randall than we did and, and usually do but like those are separate problems um but yeah i, I don't know I, this game was again just a Stupid, frustrating game, but I'm not that upset about it.
1: Yeah. Um, H22 said, for the Kings game, I want that lineup to close. We need to attack Sabonis every chance we get. Um, yeah, let's let's prepare for Thursday night, I guess. Uh, Tyrese, I know, you know, you're not a big Sabonis guy, so do you I think, uh, you, do you see the Knicks? Yeah. <laughs> do you uh, do you see the Knicks looking to exploit him defensively or what, what do you think of that matchup?
2: I think that game going to be free. I think we win by like 10 plus points. Um, I, I'm i sorry. I just do not buy the Sacramento Kings as a good defensive team. and play. Well, they're not. They're not a good defensive exactly. team. Exactly. So like and I feel like we can match them scoring wise. I don't think scoring is our problem. So it kind of feels like that games could be, A, a shootout, and, B, something to, like, I, don't know, I just don't see this team losing to the Kings. I'm not saying that Kings are a bad team. Like, they're a good team, but I just think that the Knicks are a team that can match them scoring-wise and can defend better than they can. And I think if you need, like, Keegan Murray to beat you, then I think you're in a good spot. I also just, like, do not trust their bench. So, I think Malik Monk is good, but, like, otherwise, I'm not really too worried about, like, their bench bits and stuff. I think the—maybe the maybe this team is still fatigued going into, like, the West Coast trip, because, you know, they're traveling, and they're going to be, like, on West Coast side. But, like, like, if you told me this team won by, like, 12 points, I'd be like, okay, sure. But like, it wouldn't surprise me. I just—I don't know. And plus, like, Reynos is they'd be up for that game. You know that, so— like last the, game
1: uh, the really random the uh the random game when we crushed Sacramento last year in Sacramento and Julius did the Juliet w- was Sabonis on the team? Uh, yeah. I believe so, yes.
0: Yeah, he was. <sighs> um, he got tough to play Sabonis. I don't know why, but it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't stop him last game.
2: They could not stop him because like he had 27. He probably could have gone for 50 if they really want. Like yeah, and then he got ejected. That's
0: our, that's our 30. Yeah, he was close tonight. I thought I'm surprised he didn't get attacked or get get, get ejected. The meditation uh, is working. How will we defend Jordan. the Kings' offense? One of the best offenses in the league that plays very beautiful and free flowing basketball. And as the plan against the Kings' defense, attack the paint. That's from Jordan Bubb. It should be attack the paint because the bonus is maybe the worst right. rim protector in the league. Then again, uh, PJ Washington's a terrible rim protector. And it turns out if you can't jump because you can't fucking move, you won't be able to score on PJ Washington. No, uh, in all seriousness, like, yeah, it should be to attack the pain. I got to say, like, I need this. I need them to lock in defensively. I, I need to see, like, a game of, like, locked in defense. Because even they locked in for, like, a half against Brooklyn. And then they were like, well, we're up 50 points. So let's just hang out now. Rest of the game. The last time they did lock in against that first game against – um Boston last week, they were very locked in. I know that Boston, oh, they missed some threes. The whistle was great. Yeah, sure. But like they they were really physical in that game. I think you need to be physical with this team. Like Tonight, you could just see they, they couldn't get back. They couldn't set their defense. Every time that Charlotte pushed the ball, it was like they got an open shot at will, basically. It felt like um, I think they'll be way more locked in. I think they're going to have a lot more energy for that Kings game. And they're going to need it because that Kings team plays. They're playing the fastest pace in the league right now. Like they play fucking fast. Um and they score a lot of points. So they're they're they are they're, they're something. But you know what? Our offense is pretty good. Jalen Brunson's there. We're gonna need it. Um should be a good game. Yeah.
1: yeah, it it should definitely be a lot of fun. Um
2: Just you're just gonna have to watch the mute because Reggie Miller's probably gonna be casting.
1: and uh, nobody yeah. wants to. Yeah. About TNT. Oh, is that on TNT? Yeah, it's, on it's TNT. really yeah, they they actually flexed it in.
2: That's
0: right.
2: That's right. That's a that's a good thing. I think for like both fan bases, like the Knicks and Kings on TNT, just feels like such a weird game to be like, yeah, that's probably be the best game of the night.
0: Our Wizards won tonight.
1: Our Wizards. Oh, well, why are they our Wizards? Because we want their pick. We
0: maybe ah, want their pick. Is that lottery right. protected this year? Or is that top sixteen protected this year?
1: I forget. Top. Uh, top
0: fourteen. Uh, so it's lateral predicted. So if they make yeah. the playoffs, they like, get that pick.
1: Cool. Yeah. H22 says small ball lineup of Brunson, IQ, RJ Hart, and Randall for the Kings game.
0: And then you will go. Never going to happen. And actually, you know what? This is a matchup where I don't mind that. I don't think you need to play small against the Kings because Sabonis can't shoot. So, like, it's, it, they play fast and they play small, but it's not really a five out offense. Like, it's five out in the sense that Sabonis runs like 7 billion trouble, trouble handoffs a game, but it's not like you're worried about it. This is, this is not like when the wizards go five out with Porzingis, right? It's a, it's a different, it's a very different thing.
1: It is different, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. um, There was a Grizzlies Warriors game. And I forget if it was the playoffs last year or just a regular season game. But it was a game when Steven Adams played a lot, and Steven Adams is like the ultimate drop coverage guy. And what the Warriors did was they just – like so basically what he would do against Draymond Green is he would just – he just basically disrespected Draymond Green and was just like, all right, you can shoot all the threes you want. And what the Warriors did was they just basically treated Draymond Green like he was Sabonis. And had him run a bunch of dribble handoffs, and he would set his, you know, legal screens. And Steven Adams was so far in the paint that he couldn't get out, and they just walked into all these wide-open pull-up threes. And you worry a bit with Mitch on Sabonis that with how willing and talented a screener Sabonis is, you worry about the Kings walking into an abundance of open threes. That's at least my worry for that matchup.
0: Did Mitch play the first game against them? Uh, the Kings. Let's check. I know that was weird because oh. Fox didn't play that game.
1: Fox didn't I... play, and RJ had a nice. Uh, RJ had twenty-seven. Yeah, Mitch played nineteen minutes. I think that might have been the game he got hurt.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he mm-hmm. did get hurt. I think him and Brunson got hurt in that game. I think because Mitch yeah. got hurt twice. You got to remember. So yeah. That so the happened. next I got, game. I think got hurt the next Trump. game. The-
1: Sorry. Yeah, you're right, Terry. Mitch played 31 minutes the next game, so. You got
2: hurt against the Sixers. Yeah, That was the first game
0: you got hurt. Oh, on Christmas? But yeah, I mean. Uh, no, uh, the first game against the Sixers. Where we oh, did right, right. Ball ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the weird one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Like, I'm sure that it's a thing to worry about, but we'll just have to deal with it when when we see it because look the case has been scoring on everybody so you're going to give up points like that's just you're not going to shut them down um you just have to slow them down that's what you need to do it just yeah it it feels
1: like it should be a better matchup for us um just because i feel
0: like if you go ahead
1: I was just going to say, if you just go position by position, it's like, I don't know, like we sort of have an answer, you know, like I'm not saying Quinn Grimes can shut down De'Aaron Fox. Nobody can De'Aaron Fox is really good, but Grimes is a guy that, you know, if you were going through the league and you were like, who's a guy that you would want, you know, to have fighting over screens and to just stay in front of De'Aaron Fox, Grimes is one of the candidates, you know, and like Julius Randle's huge at power forward. Do the Kings have anybody who they want to put on Julius Randle? I don't think so. Uh, Mitch Murray, is, dude. right exactly mitchell robinson is gonna negate sabonis's great rebounding or maybe even do better than negate it like i don't know it just feels like we should have a lot of answers for them so
0: yeah we just need to be careful um sacramento has at least coming into tonight their ninth in pace i feel like teams with pace have generally given us trouble defensively this year so the top 10 are golden state Los Angeles, Memphis, Minnesota, San Antonio, who weirdly played us really well in both games. Uh, Hornets, we just lost to them. OKC, we split with them. They scored a fuck ton of points against us. Indiana, Sacramento, Atlanta is the tenth. Um, we split with Atlanta, obviously. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I'm pretty confident in Brunson. I'll be I'd be shocked if Brunson's not back for that game. Um and I'd be shocked if Fox isn't back for that game since he sat the last game they played, but um, yeah, it should be good, it should be fun. Looking forward to it.
1: All right, um, I think that was our last comment. So, yeah, thanks to everyone game. who tuned in. We uh, we really appreciate you. Sorry we didn't go on as long as two and a half hours as we did the other night, but like we've said, like Schwinn said this game sucked and there's not really, you know, a ton to talk about with it because there's just like the most interesting games are always going to be the games where like, obviously, you know, if you're playing a really good team, but more importantly, when stuff happens that correlates to like what matters to the totality of the season and the reasons the Knicks lost this game just honestly don't really matter because so much of it came down to the Knicks just
0: didn't have it. They just, Oh, can I, didn't have, can I read this? Can I read this quote? This one yeah. is from Josh Hart. <sighs> Josh Hart isn't using fatigue as an excuse for the Knicks' loss tonight. Our job is to play basketball. You've got people getting up at six AM doing twelve-hour shifts. Those guys get tired. Uh, like it's cool that he said that. And I actually appreciate him saying that because, like, that's I think the that that's the mentality you need to have. Um, and then. I think they asked quickly if fatigue played a role in the Knicks' loss tonight. He said, "I got to play better." Um, So, yeah. Then this is a good one too. Um, Josh Hart talks about what went wrong in the Knicks' loss tonight. We've just got to get back to playing winning basketball. It's been one game, buddy. Yeah, Uh, it's been one game. (laughs) Uh, And then, and then uh, Julius Randle says the Knicks ran out of gas in the second half tonight. We've still got to take care of business, regardless. Yeah, they ran out of gas. They should still take care of business regardless. They're they are they're all saying the right things. They have the right mindset. That's good. I'm happy. I'm not going to be upset about this.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, you never want to think ahead. And you never want to be like, if X happens, like, how will we feel. But And so I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is this team is, in my opinion, should have bought a ton of goodwill all the way from, you know, the head coach, the front office, all the way to most of the players. Um, there are things you want to see and you want them to win. Um, but let's, let's just not in the words of uh, an athlete that Schwinn and many people are not a fan of relax, you know, just, let's just relax. We're It's going to be okay. Um, and You know, we'll cross the bridge of panicking if it's required in a few in a few games. But until then, um, we're off tomorrow. And then the Knicks, like we talked about, play Sacramento late Thursday night. Um, I think we'll all be here and hopefully we get the win. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in and go Knicks. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty
2: presumptuous to assume that this is gonna be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber.
1: Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband.
2: And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini mini
1: fridge.